the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Time's running out for the Challengers of the Unknown. Ace Morgan, Daredevil Test Pilot. Professor Mark Haley, Master Scientist and Scuba Expert. Red Ryan, famed adventurer and mountain climber. Rocky Davis, World Champion Triathlete. Brains, brawn, skill, and guts. They are the Challengers of the Unknown. Challengers of the Unknown! Ha! The Challengers dare defy me, but my D-Ray will disintegrate them in split seconds. From out of long ago past came the three mysterious boxes containing strange gifts of power awesome enough to make one man a threat to an entire world. Now, between him and his fantastic dreams, stand the Challengers of the Unknown, who meet one of their most dangerous and baffling opponents in the man who stole the future. Out there, a billion miles away, is a planet ruled by Iron Masters. Out there lurks the unknown, tantalizing bait for the Challengers of the Unknown. Out there is their destination, their inevitable rendezvous, for they and they alone can save the prisoners of Robot Planet. We can't even stagger that walking iron wall. It flips us around like pebbles. The controls, you must reach the robot's controls or else we all shall perish. And thus begins Challengers of the Unknown, Volume 1, Number 8, July 1959. Executive editor is Whitney Ellsworth. Our cover artists are Jack Kirby and Wally Wood. Our writers are Jack Kirby and Dave Wood. Pencilers, Jack Kirby. Inkers, Wally Wood. Editors, Jack Schiff, Murray Bontinoff, and George Cashton. This, issue number 8, concludes Jack Kirby's run on Challengers of the Unknown and finishes up our year-long series of Challengers of the Unknown as being our featured Kudos Kirby work. These last two stories, The Man Who Stole the Future and The Prisoners of the Robot Planet, put on display all of Jack Kirby's strengths at this point in his comic book career as both a writer and artist. Our first story, The Man Who Stole the Future. The Challengers are visited by their honorary member, June Robbins, and her friend, Marie, who has inherited an ancient castle in Mordania. She found a scroll in a secret compartment in the castle. The challengers are intrigued immediately by this scroll, and they decode it. Then, after decoding it, they're even more intrigued and decide to travel to Mordania and check out the castle. 
in the catacombs beneath the keep of this castle. They find a box, they open it, and they are sprayed with an alchemical serum which causes those who are in that line of spray to be brought back to their youth. Ace and Rocky are brought back to junior high school age. While the team is enamored with this transformation of Ace and Rocky, there is a bad in here. Drabney, who enters the room, steals the box, and escapes through a hidden door. When the challengers pursue him on foot, Drabney uses his helmet to open the ground underneath their feet, thus causing him to get away. This is a pretty cool helmet that is able to do this, that's able to move earth and manipulate. Drabney rejuvenates himself, utilizing this spray, and takes over Mordania. He now resides in the Royal Palace, another ancient castle that is set within the capital city. Professor and Red infiltrate this castle, but they get captured. Marie, June, Ace, and Rocky then rescue them from Drabney's prison. They recover the age-reducing spray, seemingly left behind in great haste by Drabney, and escape from the palace into the capital city. Drabney then leaves the town. There are some troops to confront out in the hills. There are tanks that begin to approach Drabney's position, where... At last, he reveals himself with these star cars, these armed futuristic weapons. The challengers arrive before the tank corps from Mordania can head out and pursue Drabney and these star cars. The fighting ensues, and heavy tanks are lofted skyward, and Ace manages to get aboard Drabney's vehicle, his star car, and douse him with the use serum. Then, the helmet that Drabney was donning is levitated off, and the government tanks safely are transported back to the ground because Drabney can no longer use this helmet to manipulate those things around him like he'd been doing previously. Then, the challengers take in Drabney as this young little youth, give him a spanking, and turn him over to authorities. Ace tells Marine June that Drabney is imprisoned, and that the youth serum supply is exhausted, and the helmet and goggles are then destroyed. That's our first story. Then our cover story is the prisoners of the robot planet. In this one, we have the challengers piloting their plane, and they suddenly lose control of it, and they're forced to land on the ground. They're met by an alien named Joel, who comes from a world where robots have taken over the planet. Joel has come to the Challengers seeking their aid. The Challengers quickly accept a mission and they travel to Joel's aid where the group clash with the robots. They take control of the leader of the robots named Krah and spray the world's robots with sand, mobilizing them all. Their mission is then complete and Joel returns them home. Well, kids, these are two very fitting stories to conclude Jack Kirby's run on Challengers of the Unknown. Jack has always thrived 
when he's dealing with devices, inventions, when he's shrinking things and making things younger and transforming things. And that is indeed the case in our first story. It is most entertaining to see Jack render these middle school aged challengers when they are reduced in age. And the same thing happening over there with Dravni too. I really love the inclusion of June in this story. June is actually even given a Challengers of the Unknown uniform. Now, it's fitted for the times. It is in the same color purple as their workout suits, but for June, it's a pants suit. She even has the white gloves just like the other Challengers, and it's so cool to see them all dressed up as an entire unit here and really making her feel like a part of the team. I commend Jack for really visually and narratively elevating the June Robbins character here, particularly in the late 50s. Jack was well ahead of his time and really was laying that foundation where we would have female superheroes flourish during the Silver Age. Because prior to this, the only female superhero you had flourishing per se was Wonder Woman. But even at that, during the 50s, her role was ridiculous and her stature really hit hard by that re-envisioning of her and her role during the 50s. She was much more empowered during the 40s when she was originally invented, being essentially a god or demigod coming from Themyscira. And of course, she would then be reinvigorated in the 60s, 70s, lose out a little bit in the 70s, come back, and then the 80s, and then where she is today. So not to have given us too much of a side alley there on Wonder Woman, but just to give you a bit of context with respect to female superheroes and those who were treated with respect and capability, being the equal of their male counterparts there in the comic book pages. So kudos, Kirby, on that one, Jack. Your invention there of the June Robbins character was outstanding. So then we move on to Prisoners of the Robot Planet. Prisoners of the Robot Planet is, again, Jack flourishing anytime he's able to make machines, robots, monsters, things of that nature. He just flourishes on the comic book pages, and it is right there in every panel of goodness. These robots rock. They are menacing. They are threatening. He also does a great job in rendering the alien that comes to visit Jewel. He is <laughs> really, really an empathetic soul. You can see he's got this little mohawk tuft of hair, these very sad eyes, these almost elvish ears, this definitely pressed down nose area. He really doesn't have much of a nose. He has a, like a bit of a flap of a mouth. He's yellowish in color. Really, really cool character. Jack does aliens very well. He's in his element. He loves science fiction and blending of fantasy and technology and just does a great, great job in The Prisoners of the Robot Planet. Overall, kids, this has been one very enjoyable adventure and ride. And I hope that you have enjoyed Challengers of the Unknown and our year-long series profiling this work that was foundational to what Jack would create with the Fantastic Four during 
the Marvel Age of Comics. Next year, as we turn the calendar over to January 2021, we will delve into Machine Man. This character first hitting the comic book pages of 2001 A Space Odyssey comic that Jack would do upon his return back to Marvel in the 70s. We hope that you will join us for that year-long exploration of Machine Man on Kudos, Kirby.